0: You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford.
1: Welcome to The Fine Print, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Caleb Teske, and uh, joining me for the second time is Mike Crawford from The Young Jerks in Boston. Mike, thank you for being here again, man.
0: Thank you for having me, Caleb. Mm.
1: No, I apologize. We're both a little slow on the draw tonight. You have to forgive me. I'm. Completely exhausted, but this is like, boy, I, I'm really glad to have you here. And I, I want to say, uh, I've been following a lot of your footage, man. I listened to some of the podcasts and uh, the interviews you did with some of the employees. And, and boy, man, it's impressive how long you you've stuck with this, really. And uh I gotta say, uh, on a personal note, as someone who kind of is doing similar things as you, that's that's impressive to stay on a story that long. And you have got interviews, you got witness testimony, you. You know, you got uh, OSHA reports or, you know, you're pressuring officials to do their goddamn jobs. And uh, it it seems like the way I'm reading it, this was kind of getting swept under the rug, you know? And so I good work, Mike. I'm impressed.
0: <laughs> it hasn't been easy. Definitely uh, thought a few times about stopping, you know, just giving up. And uh, it's funny because the work, if you're not doing it, it's like, you know, I have these, uh, thoughts all the time it's like when i'm not doing it like when i take a break i just i want to go back you know what i mean and so when something like this happens where it's gets advanced you almost can't help it it's like an obsession you know to help help these workers at this point i can't help myself i can't help myself not to help them
1: and i feel you i actually left a a show last night i was at because i was Again, a, a couple of stories coming in. I was just like, I have to take this, you know, and, um, it's just, you know, we'll, we'll see these guys again, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So aside from that, really, um, it looks like this one guy, he, he mentioned something about your methods. He was questioning your methods. And I, I remember chiming in on this and, um, you know, you said sometimes I believe your quote was, I can be a dick sometimes, you know, and, um, I said, sometimes you need a guy like that to get in uh, deep on these kind of stories. Um, let me ask you, like, on a on a weird tangent, like, how do you, like, pick your spots, man? How do you know? I don't to, know, like,
0: man. Turn it, it depends up. On, like... <laughs> you might You might be asking the wrong guy because, like, I have, you know, the same issue as everyone, you know? Like, one minute I'll be all fired up and just pissed off and ready to rip. And then the next day I'm like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I shouldn't have gone that far. Maybe I shouldn't have. I'm really trying to avoid those. It's a fine line. It it is.
1: It's hard because I want to scream at some of these people, Um, but that doesn't seem particularly helpful ever.
0: Yeah, I think you know, it's is is it going to be effective? I guess is the uh, probably the question we should all ask: is 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 whatever I'm doing going to help? Sometimes It, it does. I mean, you know. I think with power power brokers, you know, punching up, there's never anything wrong with punching up. It's it's just whether you're punching, you know, down or across from you, that's where it can be a little more touchy. And I, and I get it. Like you know, sometimes I I have gone too far. <laughs> you know, I I think that uh, the one thing you get you'll get from me is that I'm willing to like, I I think a lot of people aren't willing to be wrong or to apologize later or think about their actions. I'm, I'm always down for that, you know, and I've probably apologized more than I've been apologized to. Uh, But I accept, you know, apologies too. So, you know, and I give them, so I just think that, uh, you know, sometimes shit does get a little, especially in social media. I mean, we're all, it's, it's part of the algorithm the algorithm like Expects you and pushes you to be edgy and trollish and mm-hmm. just kind of the thing, right?
1: And, and especially with a story such as this here, it, I mean, it's um emotions are running high, man. Um, you know, it sounds like a lot of the employees were pissed, man. You know, and I, rightfully so.
0: And mm. that's the thing that probably gets me going the most is that I feel like I am the voice for them, and a lot of times I feel like I'm the one who's you know I'm on the phone with them uh, you know I'm I'm taking the two hour long calls with people who have been through the ringer you know I'm listening to their two and a half hour call from beginning to end on their experiences and I don't think anyone else is hearing it so I feel like I have a burden to carry that and I feel like at times uh it's a much it's a lot to carry it and and I do have that on my shoulder so I feel like sometimes that's kind of my anger it's like they're People aren't doing that. People aren't taking it seriously. You know, I am kind of um, happier recently because I feel like the press has, especially in Boston, has picked up on the story.
1: I was going to say they're, I,
0: they're doing yeah. that stuff. So, it, you know, I think it took a little of the stress off my shoulders on that too. So,
1: so can you tell us how um, the the Globe ended up picking this up? And for everyone listening, we're talking about um, Lorna <laughs> uh, McMurray. Um, this incident in in holyoke massachusetts at the truly factory but i also saw that the globe picked it up and fucking hey good for you man how did that happen
0: Ah, uh, you know i it's funny because i was bashing the crap out of the globe because i didn't awesome. feel like they were they were covering it i felt like there was a vendetta against me personally because some shit went happened you know between me and a reporter did they use
1: some of your um work without citation
0: well they originally did but i, I I'm not even sure if it was completely without... Because later on, I saw they did have my name in that first story. But they didn't say the Young Jerks. They didn't link to us. But, you know, I, I actually... At first, I didn't think they even put my name in there. But uh, I don't know if it got added after. Or I just missed it because it was so far out of the story. But, you know, it, the first story was a cut and paste. And it came days later. it was like, this is all you're going to do. You know, I was pissed. Because it's like, you guys have ignored this story for basically five years. You know, before Lorna... There was a lot of other workers who complained about unsafe work conditions and the asthma and things that we've been reporting uh, from dispensary to dispensary for the last five years. So there was a part of me really upset, like you could have done something you didn't and you're still not doing it. And you're still, you know, it felt like a cover up, felt like they were embarrassed by it. But then we start, you know, I started going nuts on them on Twitter and Facebook and social media and people were definitely responding. and then a couple days later, I think they came out with uh, an op-ed from the Boston globe editorial team. That basically was awesome. It was just like, wow, I can't believe they wrote this. I could have written this. This is like, they just went right to the heart of it. You know, and talked about the cannabis control commission and how they need to fix this. And, and then Dan Adams, a few days later came out with a story uh, where he, followed he went to true leaf while uh kim the ceo showed up to do some union busting and they kicked him out of the dispensary which was amazing well i'm not laughing at that part well i am because like i call here i am i'm calling the globe right i was calling them chardonnay drinkers and like you know basically they're nice they're too nice you know what i mean they're too comfortable that's the the, Hmm. you know and i'm looking at dan adams and i'm like I don't think this guy, like, he's unlike me. When I was in my 20s, I probably did get kicked out of some clubs. You know what I mean? Like, I was a little out of control drinking. Even with, like, fake IDs and stuff. So, you know, like, you know, I was getting into clubs before I was Yeah, I can see you being a little rowdy, Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Dan Adams, I don't think he's ever been, I I would guess he's never been kicked out of anywhere in his life. And uh, they kicked him out of the dispensary. So that was funny right there. On on
1: what grounds?
0: I think because he was asking questions. You know, and then
1: well, the that.
0: CEO comes out and they don't want to talk to him. And they got the picture of her jumping into her chauffeur and limousine and running away. away. Yeah. And this was like the day after they put out two press releases, one official and one supposedly off the record from a True Leaf management source that attacked the family. Yeah, what, they attacked up? Lorna hmm. and the next day they're running away.
1: Sorry to interrupt you there, but what is up with this anonymous source? Do you have any info on that? That seemed
0: weird. I don't. I mean, we we think it's this guy, Kimbrough, who's a Republican. I asked him on on LinkedIn. He denies it's him. It took him like four or five days to respond to say, no, certainly not. I mean, this guy's a clown. They're all clowns. There's a video of him out there where he and another guy, I think Steve Scalise, Some some like Republican congressman who's a jerk too, and they're both uh, hanging out at this farm, and they got one guy throwing up pigeons up in the air so that they could shoot them, like Like live pigeons, yeah, live pigeons,
1: pigeons. okay, live (laughs) pigeons
0: in hand. Someone just like it'd be like me throwing it right here and you shoot it, like that's the sport. Like, are you kidding me? Like that's the kind of clown this Kimbrough guy is so okay. I mean that's that's who they have at True Leaf doing their press releases and
1: I was gonna say when I read that statement it didn't seem like an anonymous source it read more like a, P- a PR statement really yeah
0: there were two there were two I don't know which one you saw they were very similar so I mean you know the the anonymous one attacked Lorner a little more I think but they were both very similar statements I did
1: see the other one as well which was um had a name on it I believe
0: um, right. Rob Creamer or something yeah yeah
1: i don't know i feel like they said a couple of times like sorry we're new at this like or we're
0: yeah. you... young we're young
1: it, like twice in there yeah. you know they made sure to point that out like like that's oh it's okay now you just, you guys just don't know what the fuck you're doing
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> it's funny after they blamed all these other reasons that you know it's it's funny cuz we don't really know how long i died OSHA originally said it was You know, the particles, the dust particles. Uh, We've done shows. It could be mold. It could be pesticides. It could be allergy. It could be too much dust particles. We don't know. Did they
1: do any testing? Like samples? Well, they did do some
0: testing. They said it cleared them. We don't know when they did the testing. Or who did
1: it.
0: Yeah, but we don't have the full report either. You know, I'd like to see the documents. I know that they get reports from the testing companies. I would like to see the full report. Uh, But they haven't released any of that. But, you know, so... So we don't know. We really don't know. We know that she collapsed at work twice, two different times, months apart, taken out by ambulance. The second time, she, you know, four days later she died of a massive heart attack at the hospital. Uh, prior to that, she had complained about asthma, trouble breathing. So this is an ongoing situation. Right, for because her.
1: Someone mentioned in November, she was also maybe taken away. in an ambulance. Yeah. She was
0: taken an ambulance in November. And then, in January, ambulance again and died. And truly, their statement said that it was it was because of her pre-existing conditions that she was a smoker and had asthma, which is funny because her friends and family said she didn't have asthma until she started working there.
1: Mm.
0: so it was it was it wasn't a pre-existing condition before she started working at truly. It was a pre-existing condition in January because she had started working at Tru before January. Yes. Uh, in the in the smoking part, from what I know from the friends and family, is that Lorna was mostly just smoking cannabis. And cannabis at first was from True Leaf, and she was afraid of that True Leaf cannabis because it had mold, and she had told her her friends and family that. So she had actually stopped using the True Leaf product. So maybe it was from the smoking. Maybe it was from the tr- smoking the True Leaf product. I mean, oh shit. And- so, I mean, if they want to, if they want to wow. make up shit, we can like take, we could go down that road. I mean, that's just, that's you know, a great it's, angle that's there, what's Mike. so ridiculous about it. Is there, we're not making up shit. We're not saying we know she died from pesticides or this or that yeah. or mold. We're just saying these are, these are likely let's find out. Cannabis control commission isn't doing their job to find out. Well, let's I mean, it did seem like the
1: OSHA report, maybe sort of jumped the gun and said, you know, right. Or implied sort of that that's how she died, and people sort of jumped on
0: that. Um, I'm glad you brought that up because sure. that, that, that again, yeah, that shows the dishonesty, I believe, of truly. Because the, the OSHA reporter originally said it was about dust particles. Uh, we reported the story, the media reported the story, and then OSHA, right after we, you know, because we didn't report it until September, this happened in January, so from January to September. That OSHA report was sitting there. No one saw it. No one knew about it in the press. we didn't know about it. And True Leaf and OSHA knew about it. And on that statement, it said you know that it was the dust particles. Keith I, dust I, particles, right?
1: I did read that. And I have that. And saved. then
0: we report it in September. And next thing you know, it's gone. They removed it from the OSHA. They did an update on the OSHA It'll report be it's added no longer later, there. right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think True Leaf was probably responsible. For asking OSHA to remove that, and then truly used that in their press release to to make it seem like the press made that up. They were like, "Oh, the press is wrong. It wasn't dust particles." Well, you didn't, you know, you you're putting it out the statement like the press made that up. OSHA was the one who said it was dust particles. They didn't. They weren't correcting OSHA. They were correcting the bad press. But the bad press was doing a good job. They were just quoting the OSHA document. You know, and, and again, <laughs> truly make note of that. True, true leaf is very dishonest in their and their press release, their pushback, in my opinion.
1: And and I just I do want to talk about it because I thought that was a disgusting uh, reaction. But um the OSHA report does appear to have been changed after the fact. Um, I didn't know you could do that. I thought those were kind of official documents.
0: i I don't know how that works i mean (laughs) i'm assuming they can do it they did it um i mean i'm not even opposed to them doing that if if it's you know based on the facts which it seems you know we i I think we don't know why she died but they should have done that from the beginning It seems yeah but yeah probably and but i also want to add i i think they should tell us why they removed it
1: absolutely was that
0: truly asking them like I think they should offer a lot more. And I think sure. True Leaf should. True Leaf is making statements. They're not backing anything up. Where's your documentation, assholes?
1: Well, Kim like, doesn't look like she's in a real rush to get in front of a microphone.
0: No, they run away. Make anonymous, you know, put anonymous stuff out there, run away. And, and then, and after they fired, you know, let's put it this way, too. True Leaf not only went after Lorna about her pre existing conditions, blamed her death on herself, they also went after a worker the day before that they fired a union organizing in that Framingham location that Kim just happened to show up to from Florida and then ran away from the press. So that was
1: in Framingham?
0: Yeah. Okay, I thought
1: that that was in Holyoke.
0: Nope, that was a Framingham location. The the reason why Kim went to that location is because there's a union campaign happening and they had fired the worker who was really running, you know, the organizing drive the day before and they attacked that person too. So they attacked two workers the day before in writing, you know, in the Boston globe,
1: in the globe and the globe runs
0: with that. Yeah. They're attacking workers, but they won't, they won't come to, you know, they won't speak on camera. So what is their
1: attack? um, What is their criticism of these people who are trying to unionize?
0: Well, they said apparently that the worker was intimidating people or something. Or stalking people- it is a really weird, weird you know, weird attack. and th- now, keep in mind, the union has uh, filed charges against them. UFCW has now filed charges against truly, for for union busting, uh, for surveillance of employees, for illegal firing of an employee, uh, for intimidation, for uh, basically threatening to call the cops on un- union organizers. they're They're really getting
1: nasty surveillance huh
0: yeah yeah it,
1: it, you know and just from kind of like a a stoner perspective it's just kind of you just it's something about watching a, a owner like when the weed guy shows up you're happy like this yeah. lady shows up everybody's pissed she's running back out to the car with security and it just boy it just it I, I don't be understand that way. like why they even get into these businesses where everybody hates them? It's just money. Cute. Well, money, yeah, obviously. right. I mean, but you know, at, at some point, like these people have to look in the mirror. She's got to have a mirror, right? You know, like
0: I don't think they care about Barris. I mean, her husband's right now in federal prison. You know what I mean? Like, and and they're not hiding. Like they didn't do what a lot of people do is you know get federal prison and hiding shame. They're they're out there. I mean, he's. He's a major figure in Florida and she's not, she's not ashamed of it. She's at the Benzinga awards and uh, you know, the, the cannabis, mostly the cannabis business journalism has been shit. You know, I am a little more thankful the last few weeks because I have seen folks like Benzinga doing some good coverage. I hope a lot. I hope to see a lot more of that. I mean, they, they should be, Covering this industry differently than, than they than they have, they should be they should much more me. skeptical. Yeah,
1: hmm. I I do agree with you though, and that's why I've been super impressed with your reporting here because you know, especially in the twenty four hour news cycle, stories just get lost in the wash, and these stories don't happen overnight. Obviously, yeah. we didn't even find out for months. You know, like so, you know, unless you stay with it, you're never going to get the whole story ever. You know, right. one one shot in a newspaper is that's never going to be the whole story. Well, and that's uh, why
0: we're here. We get to drill down and, and tell those stories day after day after day and just keep pounding them. That's what I like. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, it's exciting. It Now is an exciting time for people who want to be in journalism, even though journalism has kind of collapsed like the music industry. <laughs> And the radio business and a lot of other businesses, even the cannabis business, isn't that great, right? But journalism, you can do it yourself. You can own it all. You don't need a big network. You can just get it out there. You can just do it day after day after day on your own. I love it now that uh, we have the means of our own production now. So it's, I- I'm excited by it.
1: And, you know, I found there's something like, there's just nothing like, you know, if I scroll through my Facebook news, just Garbage, 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 garbage. It's nice to get one story and just grab onto it and and get, like, something about that. Because other stories will pop up in there as well, you know. And, um, right. boy, you know, I'm surprised. Boy, the Globe should give you a job, man. They should get you in there. Let you write some guest spots, man. I mean, it, it seems like the kind of – I don't know. I don't own a media company. But this seems like the kind of coverage you want. It's got teeth to it, you know. These, like, real stories – not superficial um bullshit, you know?
0: Well, I will say I have had quite, you know, I used to do a lot more writing. You know, now I mostly just do the show because it's easy for me. It's nights. Nice. I don't have to spend a lot of preparation time. Uh, my dog business is so busy right now lately. It's just hard to do any real writing. I used to write for Dig Boston, like weekly print publication in Boston, the alt-weekly publication. That's awesome. I still... Sometimes every like six months or something, send something to them. Uh, they're awesome, but I have had a lot of other publications over the last month hit me up and want me to write for them. Unfortunately, I've said no to them all because I just don't have the time. Sure. Um, well, if the globe enough. did, I, you know, I'm sure I would try to find some time, but it's just <laughs> for me, it's almost like thank God they don't ask because I, I just don't know what I would do. <laughs> it would be like, how am I going to find time to write something for them? <laughs> fair, but uh, you know, I, I, I'm i just glad to see them start doing that kind of coverage. Like, and there's another guy, Eric Casey in Worcester for Worcester Mag. He okay. went out and talked to some, some. Uh, this is what I was asking for. Like, if you're a cannabis reporter in America covering this cannabis industry, and you haven't gone out and talked to a dozen cannabis workers, what are you waiting for? Go talk to them. They're in your backyard. You don't have to, people are reaching out to me for the story. No, go find the story wherever you live. Because- These big dispensaries are right there in your backyard cultivating and the workers are getting treated like shit. Go talk to them. And I did
1: notice a lot of the employees like want to talk. Some of them seem to have NDAs at certain places. Uh, Some of them don't seem to give a shit about that. I actually saw one dispensary up here that wrote an NDA with no expiration date. Just nothing. It had the date it was signed and then nothing. So what does that mean? Does that mean they want you to shut up forever? Or does that mean I can talk about it the whole time?
0: Like, Well, I think it always means know the law where the state you're located in, number one. And know know that also uh, toxic work, dangerous workplaces. Any employee can always talk about a dangerous workplace. The work conditions. You can't say, hey, the the weed's moldy. You might not want to buy that as a consumer. You could get in trouble for that, maybe in some states with an NDA. But if you turn around and said, you know what? The mold is making all of us sick at the workplace. They can't do anything about that. Yeah, there's a whistleblower protection. Yeah, with uh, the National Labor Relations Board. So, toxic work conditions you can always talk about. Um, NDAs aren't as powerful as they used to be. A lot of states have new laws that really do protect the workers. So, you know, I think a lot of them aren't as, you know, worth the paper they're printed on anymore. But they want to scare you. And that's what it is. They're trying to scare you to shut up. So, you know, it's always a good idea to maybe talk to a lawyer and say, you know, what can I say here? Here's and keep, make sure you have the document and you read it and you know, what's in it, what it says. And you, 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 you're able to, you know, share that with a lawyer, an attorney. If you don't have it, you can always call the company and say, Hey, I need a copy of that NDA. Send me it. You know, they want to enforce it. They have to give it to you so you can see it. So I
1: just know traditionally it has to say, Oh, this is in place for two years or five years or
0: right. Um, you know.
1: yeah. Hmm, yeah. That was, that struck unlimited me. unlimited
0: seems illegal. I mean, that seems, I, I can't imagine that or would work non-binding maybe. Yeah. Hmm.
1: Anyway, I want to ask you, have you interviewed any of these employees that are trying to get this union going? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet.
0: I'm trying. I'm where, I mean, uh it was supposed to, Apparently it was supposed to happen on Tuesday night, but I don't know what happened. So we'll see. It's it's uh, something we're hoping will happen.
1: Has anyone else been interviewing them? Any of the other media in Boston?
0: Not that I know of.
1: Not that hmm. I know of.
0: I think I may be the first one asking. I'm I'm not sure. Like, but I I haven't seen it. You know, uh, the representative at, at the uh, union. You know the the union rep the employee for UFCW I know him I talk to him all the time he's been on the show actually Aiden so you know I'm sure when they're ready they'll come on the show and I'm sure they'll be available to other media too and you know once you see him on my show you know if you if you want to get him or anyone else we can we can work that out I can help
1: I try not to snipe too much Mike I feel like no it's
0: fine I like to get the message out you know what I mean it's like Uh... we work together
1: Me too. And for sure, I've been talking to employees up here from some of the MSOs. Um, One of my first contacts up here uh, worked for one of the MSOs. Um, He was called in to remediate all their mold and powder mildew problems when he came in, you know. And um, Yeah. So and a lot of their employees are great people, you know, they just like wanted to get into the weed industry. They were like, oh, the first opportunity, like I'm going to jump on it. Bang, bang, bang. And now they find themselves working for this. Like a company like Cureleaf, uh, who just, uh, from all accounts, just, you know, stealing from their employees the shit and shit, like mislabeling their products, you know, t- you yes. know, we got people dying in, in Holyoke. Um, I, I haven't met one of these big companies that seems to have a corporate culture that's um at all positive.
0: I would say that for the most part. I, I'm sure there are exceptions, but I I'd mean, love I to think- meet them. Yeah, like I think uh just go top down. You know, if you're a regulator and you want to s- see what the issues are, or even a journalist, start like you said, Cureleaf, Leaf, True Leaf, uh Parallel, which would used to be Sotera, you know, which is o- also owns Neta. Those are What's like that, the top Sir, three. Sir yes, Florida? Which is now, Wellness? yes, but they've changed their name to Parallel. Oh, say that just word parallel. About that last night. That's a tough word to say. Parallel. Hmm. Okay, yeah. So that's, you know, star star with the top three. You know what I mean, and, and they're all crap. They treat their employees like crap. They got a lot of issues.
1: How much do they pay? Do you know?
0: <laughs> I I mean, I think it depends on what state, but we're not talking about great wages. You know, fourteen to twenty dollars an hour. I would say probably tops. You know, you know that type of wage. Hmm. You know, not I, I walked off
1: Massachusetts.
0: Yep, exactly. Right. I mean, my minimum, you know, for, as a dog walker is twenty dollars a half hour. You know what I mean? And that's like minimum. Usually it's a lot more. Usually sometimes it's two or three dogs or four. Do- you know what I mean? It's like that's like I don't know. I I feel like it's hard to live now in $40, $40 or $50 an hour in Massachusetts. Like so it's that expensive. People don't, you know, they're, they're t- some places are saying, oh, well, these jobs are gonna be $30 an hour. I don't see them. But even at thirty, I'm just kind of like, hmm, rent at you know rent at two thousand three thousand four thousand it's just the rent we're we're oh. number two now. they just came out with their thing Boston is just past San francisco, second most expensive rate uh rent in the nation. I mean, yeah, so huh? I mean I, I, yeah, it's really difficult for workers,
1: yeah, it's always boy. One thing I wanted to try to tie in here was a lot of these, I've been watching some of these, um, the bro investor groups, these uh, MSO gang, well, whoever, the, I don't know, the chads in there. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, you know, it does seem like on top of the shitty management that seems to be, you know, everywhere, um, you got these investors who really, you know, they don't give a shit about weed. They just want to make money. So. Oh, yeah. And if you've ever watched him on Twitter, if you, Oh my God, dude, just
0: MSO gang. It's like, it's, it reminds me a lot of the Elon Musk, some awful fans. people, awful people. They're, like they're not good guys. They're, they're mostly dudes. Let's put it that way. Most of them are dudes and they're get rich quick guys.
1: Yeah.
0: They're, they, they're not guys that, that work hard for 10 years to, you know, stick to a plan and get ahead. They're, they're dreamers. They, they think that they're going to be smarter than everyone else. And they're gonna pull the lottery ticket, and the lottery ticket is cannabis. Cannabis is gonna go through the roof, but they're morons. Like they're ba- they're basically morons because you know I'm an investor. I buy stocks all the time. I come from. I, I was a stock trader. You know, stock financial advisor, Series Seven, all that stuff. Not you know, I know other people gonna say, well, he that's kind of a low rung security license. It is, but you know, I had other ones too. IAR still kind of low rung, but still starting to you know. Manage real money, right? And, uh, you know, I've always been interested in that stuff. That cannabis space is the biggest loser space. It's like investing in radio right now. Like, I have a radio stock, Entercom, it's getting killed. It's down 80%. Like, I would never pour any money into Entercom right now. It's just, and it's the same issue as cannabis. They got so much, like, it's not even radio that bad, which it is. It's also that radio is so bad. And they bought a thousand stations that have so much debt to finance that they can't afford to finance. That's what's the problem with intercom. Same thing in cannabis. These companies like Cureleaf and Trueleaf are paper tigers. Five hundred million. They've got million, so I much debt. Like we don't
1: taxes. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: we don't know. We and, and and they all owe all this tax. It's like the worst investment ever. Well, so Cure I Leaf, think.
1: I'm sorry. On the Trueleaf yeah. deal. So slang bought up the the two dispensaries in Vermont and truly wrote them convertible debt for that.
0: Right, more so, debt, and, and how's that going to get paid off? Like, and, and so these guys have invested in the worst. Right, and their weed's not good. That's the thing. If they had a good product, yeah, that would be yeah. one thing.
1: But these people yeah. don't even know what good weed looks like, and they're exactly. just exactly dumping money. And, in and so, companies.
0: and so, you know, it's like kind of like um, would someone invest in a Ponzi scheme? My favorite you know a lot of times you know that they know it's a ponzi at a certain point and they're still trying to sell their friends on it you know or or one of these uh ml what do they call those or there's a
1: denial a lot of people get in denial like when they don't want to admit that you can't
0: admit it you can't admit it you you made a mistake and it's like that's what a lot of these dudes are it's like dudes you're not going to make it this these companies are not going to make you money number one and they are shitty, shitty companies, shitty product, shitty, shitty, shitty. And you're shitty now. On, right. On it's Twitter. like,
1: it's like very in, impersonal. It's like you have no connection to the business or the plant or the, the quality of it. It's just about the stock price. And then, you know, these kind of pressures from shareholders, I feel like are really driving the management to probably cut a fucking ton of corners yeah. and, you know, Short staff their places, maybe things of that nature.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's so funny too because they're like, you know, what's big, you know, what's Cure Leaf or whatever it is. Once big cannabis gets this, there's no turning back. No one can compete with them once they get the market. It's like, have you been to Maine? You know, Cure Leaf can't compete. They're like at you know half the price of everyone else. And I i would I wouldn't go to the I'm you know, told I'm Cure Leaf Maine. just I'm, I'm, not going to leaf just... leaf. I'm going to everywhere else because there's so much better product. I'll pay twice as much in Maine, you know, like $50 an ounce and pure leaf can't give it away.
1: I've never seen anything fire coming out of those MSOs. I have seen a lot of good they products. From Maine,
0: yeah. For they sure. cannot compete in an open market.
1: Well, they don't know how to grow weed. It seems yeah. to be the problem and they're doing it on such a scale also that the quality is going to suffer. So you're just compounding the problem.
0: Exactly. I've and heard it they... takes a lot of work to grow weed the right way on a large scale indoors. Like you have right. so many negative things going against you. Even I think even large scale outdoors is gonna be difficult. Sure. If you absolutely. do indoors on top of it, I think it's even harder.
1: Hmm. And then finance goons think they could just like throw money at it, it's gonna turn out great. It's like it's not how growing plants work. <laughs> you gotta get your hands in there. Well, it helps, you know, anyway. Um yeah, I just Boy, it really sucks the fucking soul out of the whole industry when I see these like uh, fucking vampires, man. Yeah,
0: mm. we're gonna keep fighting uh, for the little guy, and you know I think we also have to recognize too that we need more advocacy that is pro cannabis but skeptical of all the bullshit. Like I feel like so much of the pro cannabis space has just been cheerleading lately, just been like see no evil, hear no evil. I'm supporting everything because it's cannabis and and that's actually what's effing us because if we're not critical and cleaning up our own space, our own cannabis space, you know, these guys who are prohibitionists are now using my shit to promote anti-prohibition, you know, it's like, Mm. that's not good. Like we we need to clean up our own space. So these prohibitionists are going to do it for us. And that's what I'm really worried about.
1: mm. That is true. There's a lot of those out there. And before I forget, I'm, I've been meaning to ask you the whole time: What has the uh, the CCC's uh, response been to this whole thing since we checked in here? Nothing. Or at all? Nothing. I
0: mean, I don't see anything. You know, the only thing I've seen is uh, one commissioner, or two commissioners, three commissioners said something at a meeting. You know, to a hearing, one of them really seemed to mean it. You know, like, but. You know, I've seen. You know, the the new chairman has come on board. I, I noticed she started following us on Twitter. That was kind of exciting to they see. They got a new but, chairman. Yeah, and she's following us on Twitter. And she might come on the show eventually, which I'm cool. excited about. Hopefully, hey,
1: I had the chair. Shannon on my...
0: O'Brien. We'll see. We'll see. Okay. But I mean, I don't know. And, and you know, I feel like most of them are new, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to blame it on them when most of them are brand new. Really, like even the ones who've been there probably like, you know, kind of the intermediate like length of stay for the current commissioners is like one year. Like most of these folks haven't been there. They've been there a year or less, you know? So it's almost like not the commissioner's fault. I feel like, but they're in the hot seat. They need to act and they need to really like hold the the management, the executives who have been there for the five years who aren't the commissioners. They need to hold their feet to the fire and say, what the hell's going on? And how do we change this so that we know what's going on immediately when someone dies?
1: I mean, if you're not going to hold people to the fire for this shit, like you pretty much can't, you know, ever yell at anyone ever.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel like they haven't done shit. I, what, I'm still to that do you, the cannabis control their options are in, in
1: terms of what they can, how they're allowed to react to us. I mean, they could
0: do so much. How about a survey of all the employees? How about every cultivation site gets a survey done by the state with professional occupational people to come in? And I don't mean that you have to interview every single employee, but how about just, you know, offering the survey to all these cultivation sites and getting a few employees, you know, and get a survey of a few hundred people in this industry and find out. What are the problems? What are the health issues you're dealing with? How about masks? What should we be looking into? What And ask them, like, what do you want to see to because the employees know what their risks are. They know what's being ignored. So I would start right there with the employees. They, they do surveys of, you know, social equity applicants and this applicant and that applicant, which is great. But they've not done nothing for the employees. So start right there. You mentioned masks. I, I think respirators should be like a requirement now. I think respirators, anytime you have cultivation on a large scale, it should be offered, should be available. There's a lot more they could be doing. Uh, I feel like, you know, mandating CPR training. I feel like uh, they could be doing real investigations of these places, finding out if there is a pesticide, is, is it pesticides, is it mold? They need to send scientists into these places and find out what is giving young people asthma. Like that should be their focus right now. Do they have how a, about how about they suspending they some of these bad actors? They have not never suspended anybody. They find yeah. them. They've. There's been five years.
1: Is that within their control, authority? No suspensions.
0: Are yeah, they, they yeah, they can. They can. And I think they're the, afraid.
1: The punishments in Vermont, I know, you got to rack up a couple in a three year span, maybe, before it really builds up. To even the point where you could risk um getting your license pulled. But God, man, I feel like somebody dying in your facility has got to be like, hey, you you know, like right. you could definitely like, pull your license right like now. The,
0: like on uh, St. Patrick's Day weekend in March this year. There was a, a bouncer who got into a fight with a guy who was trying to enter the bar, patron. And the guy walked away, said something, and the bouncer went after him and got in a fight with him and stabbed him and murdered murdered the patron to death. That restaurant within like a week had had, had their entertainment license suspended. Within three weeks, that license had had their alcohol license suspended indefinitely. Like if a city board for Boston can do that for an alcohol retailer, less than a month why are we still waiting a year? Like it's been a year now. It's gonna be a year. November's coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's eventually it's gonna be a year. Shut it's down been, it's been ten months. Why haven't they done anything? Yeah.
1: yeah, like alcohol-related events. Like I was a bartender for a long time. Like bro, you fuck up, they'll sue everybody right. in the place, the owners, yeah. the bartenders. Right. It's, you Sometimes know, like,
0: it's not even their fault. Like I was a bartender waiter too. It's you'd be so afraid that you serve someone one drink. And they go over to the next place and have 10 drinks and you get in trouble. Like, like right. it was really a lot of liability in the alcohol industry where I don't think the cannabis space feels it like that.
1: Well, clearly there's, I mean, I've, I've never had anyone die where I was working, so I don't know what that's like, but I mean, clearly, um, if you, what you said, a bouncer, a stabbed guy to death. Yeah. Yep. Boy. And they, what did you say? A month they were shut down. Uh,
0: within a month, they had uh, suspended their entertain. Well, both their entertainment and their liquor license within Was a month. there any
1: criminal charges?
0: Oh yes, yeah, there's criminal charges against the bouncer. Yep.
1: You know, and I've, yeah, I yeah, I think he's I think he's up for
0: some, some kind of murder charge. Yeah.
1: I feel like there should. There's definitely. I'm not a lawyer, but to me, this seems like for sure negligence. Like, if you're putting your employees in a place where they could potentially die from just like breathing in the air. That's, that's on you. It has to be.
0: Right. Right. And and it would be one thing if someone just collapsed out of the blue and they did have pre-existing conditions, but there's a record here of someone who has been complaining about asthma since the time they started working there and they collapsed twice and were taken out twice by ambulance. I mean, and then they, and then the second time they die. I mean, I don't, I don't need to see much more than that. You know, and especially after all the years of complaints about asthma, and she's 27. She's 27. They're trying to say smoking led to her death. Her pre-existing condition of asthma and smoking—that's what truly ruled. I don't know about you, but if if I go to a doctor and say, "Hey, doc, I smoke cigarettes. I'm 27. Do you think I'm going to die next week?" They're going to laugh at you. No one dies at 27 from cigarettes. They die at 50, 60, 70, or even 40. You know, like you don't die at 27 from cigarettes. That's like, you know, I had bladder cancer in my early twenties. I, I, my doctors are still like, you know, that doesn't happen. Like I'm, I'm, it, you know, so there is always an exception to the rule, but when I had bladder cancer as a young person, that was rare, very rare. Most people get it 40, 50, 60, 70, you know, it just the same thing with uh, you know, dying from cigarettes. You, you're not seeing 27-year-old dying from cigarettes. That's just crazy. Or, you know, smoking cannabis or smoking anything.
1: You know, even... I'm going to say this. Even if she did die from smoking cigarettes, the response from the company just seems fucking cold, man. Like, yeah, yeah. What, sorry? How about sorry? Yeah. Like, maybe you could start there and yeah. we could figure that... But there's never any sorry. It's always... Oh, how about reaching I mean, out to
0: the family? How about, how about even communicating with the family?
1: Haven't reached out to the family at all.
0: No, no. Wow. I talked to the family. They, they, there's no one from True Leaf. Truly, the family's getting all their information from the media in me. Like True Leaf is giving them nothing. You know? It's disgusting. That is. And the cannabis control commission too. That shit they hurt my,
1: nothing. That hurt my feelings, dude. Like, I'm not,
0: like, like I and think about it too. Like
1: involved.
0: if. if if one of my friends or family has a has a bad accident or death like this, and I know they're hurting, the first thing I might think of is like maybe we should do a fundraiser for them. True Leaf hasn't done anything like that. They haven't like offered a Kickstarter and you know, we're gonna give the first five thousand dollars. They have done nothing. They've done not they have not symbol, offered this like family non-profit. nothing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like, how about yeah. doing something for the family? How about Absolutely. saying, you know what? Great we point. think this is awful we don't feel like we, fine we, we don't feel like we're at fault but we're going to give them ten thousand dollars and we're going to do a kickstarter anyone you know that raises any you know kicks any more money in, we're going to match it they could do so much mm. they've done nothing except cover it up and attack her and her family
1: yeah which is just you know kind of insult to injury man like I, honestly I felt like they would have done better just to not fucking say anything
0: Yeah, I know I mean, why, talk like, about why did they even put PR? that
1: statement out? Like, who? Yeah. They had to sit in a board. They probably passed that around and proofread
0: it. It's unbelievable. It and and it's, you're so right on that. Cause it's like, you know, the story, you know, a story like this was hot. It was really hot when it got broken. Everyone in the world was talking about it. And it was just about dying down. And then they put out their stupid statement and it gives it another like week of, you know, just headlines. It's it's the stupidest PR ever. It just shows you how shitty of a company they are. Seriously. If they, they can't handle simple shit like that. Like you wonder what's actually going on in the agricultural site. You know, it's like yeah, it kind of gives you an insight how effed up this company really is.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's just uh Yeah, that's some soulless uh corporate okay. fucking swinery right there. That- I don't even. I don't even know what to say about that, man. That shit. <laughs> That's just disgusting.
0: I mean, how do you listen to that stepdad and the mom? I mean, you got the audio. It's it's heartbreaking. I mean, yeah, I was I recording to it live. I did, I I was like, didn't know what to say. Like it was just so. That was like the hardest shit I think I've ever recorded, and these guys come back with that shit. It's just like unbelievable.
1: Yeah. It. it you know. It, it's not. Though. here's the thing is that it's become so commonplace, it's just not unbelievable anymore. That's exactly uh, right. how I expect these companies to react every time. Immediately, they distance themselves from it. They try to point fingers, they muddy the waters with a couple of news stories. There's never just like a fucking hey, sorry we fucked up. And honestly, I probably have a little more respect for them at the I end. I would too.
0: If they you just admitted that. Uh, you, you talked about big cannabis, like, uh, are there any ones that like kind of do it right or have a culture? Well, you know, I'll give you an example. You know, I'm not going to say they're the best company because I think recently there have been some issues with them. But there's like a company that came in and bought a brand in Massachusetts. So the, the company is a Canadian company called Air. But before that, it was Sierra Naturals in, in, in Boston, Massachusetts, right? Somerville, they had a location. Sierra, before they got bought by Air, they had a mold outbreak. Same time that New England Treatment Access had a mold outbreak. And Sierra at the time, didn't do what Netta did. They didn't deny, lie, cover it up. They came out and said, "You know what? There is an issue. We've thanked the customer for letting us know. We're you know, sorry that this has scared our you know customers online. We've taken care of it. There was a mold outbreak. We did take care of it. This was the batch number. They were totally transparent about it. And I'm pretty sure they, the uh, guy actually, the CEO, I know he came on our show. I think he came on our show even during that period of time and talked about it. Like they were, they did it the way that you're supposed to handle it, where the other companies covered it up. And it's like, who are you going to trust? I'm going to be trust the company that's honest about it, you know, that's proactive, that wants to fix the problem. It's just, it's not that hard. It shouldn't be that hard.
1: Hmm. Yeah. I mean, fuck ups happen, man. It's when you're growing plants, man, a lot of things can go wrong. Like it takes, take a little ownership it's fine we'll get over it we'll move on to the next one right okay well i'm, I'm making note of that i'd like to see a a little bit of uh, honesty in the corporate world here it's it definitely just that's that's really the one complaint i get about all these msos it's just this sort of shrouded in this secrecy especially the medical dispensaries you know it's like everything's you know hipaa protected and you so so you can't well, that's get that's
0: funny. you bring up hipaa too you th- were they hipper protecting uh, Lorna when they revealed that she was a smoker, oh. and that she had pre-existing conditions? Hmm. I mean that hmm. that was weird too. When you know, for an employer to do that,
1: it's just the employer published that.
0: Yeah, first. really shady. Hmm. Jeez, but they don't care. They're lawless. They don't. They're they're. You know, looking into True Leaf, I think they are the most lawless. MSO out there, oh, yeah. even beyond Pure really? Leaf. Pure Leaf and True uh, Leaf is like one and two. Who's, who's going to be is outlaw... just catching on? Yeah, who's going to be the most outlaw legal company? Hmm. That's what it seems like, doesn't
1: it? it? It does seem like it. You know, her husband, Kim's husband, is in jail for bribing officials, but it does seem like that helped them acquire a shitload of licenses. Uh, you know, a lot of real estate out there,
0: and crime does pay. That's what truly proves crime does pay.
1: It's it's wild too watching everybody go through all the background check shit, and meanwhile the people who are running yeah, these companies, you know, are doing federal jail time. Like, come on, the guy from Ianthus, um, who owned one of the dispensaries here in Vermont, had to resign from the board of his own company for uh, stealing one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and just using it for his own, you know, personal expenses. It's unbelievable.
0: And then yeah. they'll say, well, 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 the husband doesn't own truly Leaf
1: right exactly
0: that's, that's funny he constructed all the all their uh locations with his construction company did he? Uh, it's funny he did all the lobbying for them funny he's the political guy that got them open funny uh yeah i think you're all full of shit you know what i mean mm. it's like
1: i didn't know all that
0: it's like say donald trump doesn't own uh, mar-a-lago or something it's just like come on you know it's, it's like when on. nancy
1: pelosi tells her people that she doesn't talk to her husband about the finances at home Oh, your little insider trading deals. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, right. you
0: know, it's funny. I I almost believe that, actually, because I think really? that, I, you know, I don't know. Like, I want because I, I haven't looked enough into that one. But some of these guys do have, like, trust where they have other people actually manage the money. I don't know what they do. Is, well, they're rich I heard now. he's a financial advisor, is he? Does he run his own money? Who? Uh, Pelosi, the husband? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I, actually I don't, know don't know about a lot of I've them don't, but there has been a lot. It's true though. There is a lot of congressional insider trading that goes yeah. on that they have made legal. So I don't know. I yeah. don't know about her. Hmm. I feel, I don't, I don't want to criticize that family today. I mean, they. you heard about what happened. Oh obviously. shit. Sorry.
1: Yeah. you just got yeah. whacked in the face with a hammer or something. Oh
0: God. That, I, it's just,
1: sorry, Paul, we'll pick it up tomorrow.
0: Yeah, <laughs> We'll pick up the stock trading yes. stuff tomorrow but no i feel bad for them i i I, it's you know Mm. these people are not you know i'm gonna say something controversial why couldn't it be trump i'll give myself a trouble today i I mean i'm not telling people to do it but seriously part of me is like man eventually these people are gonna realize who who's been pulling their strings and they're gonna turn around and it's like it's like when you find out the wizard of Oz, you reveal the curtain I really think that some of these people eventually are going to turn on Trump. You watch. Hmm.
1: It's going to be interesting to see. You think he's going to run for president again?
0: No. I don't know. I mean, he probably will, but will he? You know what I mean? It's uh, like.
1: I'm not going to lie. The guy's a fucking idiot, but God, that was four years of entertaining television. The guy just, boy, he CNN can not on. It. is
0: missing it. I mean, you know, CNN, They talk about like, oh, oh that was CNN their whole. Fucking hates Trump. They love him. They love him. CNN had the best ratings ever with Trump
1: mm. when he disappeared. back. Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Let, me, let me reel it back in here for a minute, Mike. Um,
0: yeah, but, yeah, we're probably getting at the uh, what the, the the Secret Service coming to see us now because I said something bad about Trump.
1: Um, I wanted to ask you. Yeah, I, I'm gonna wrap this up because I'm just about at the end there, but. I'm curious to hear from you, like, what would you like to see the commission do about this? Like, And also, maybe what can other people do, like, in the area, if anyone's listening, that might want to, like, help put some pressure on these people or just uh, get involved in any way?
0: Yeah. Um, number one, I think the commission should take this seriously. It should be their number one priority. Like that should be the number one thing on the agenda. We should do nothing else until we make sure that these employees are safe, and that, that includes like- finding out what the issues are, doing the survey, bringing in the scientists. Like science should, you know, occupational science that should lead on this. So that's what they need to do. Number one, take it, take this. You know, your number one priority. Number one, um, as far as everyone else. I would say you could do like a million things. You know, you just got to figure out what you want to do. It's a number one easy thing I would say is to, if you're in Massachusetts, look up the Cannabis Control Commission. They have a website, Massachusetts Cannabis Control Commission. And you'll see like when you look at their website, commissioners are all listed with their emails, same thing with the executive director, Sean Collins, start emailing them, contact them. Say, hey, you need to take this serious. Like, this has to be number one. Let them know that you're watching and you care about it. And then reach out to your elected officials, your state Are they responsive? Senator.
1: Is the board responsive or the commission?
0: Um, sometimes. It, you know, it depends on individuals. Some are, some aren't. Okay. You know? So you have to try. You know, that's number one. You, let's find out. And sometimes someone has a relationship with someone. You know what I mean? You might know one of the commissioners. Maybe you knew them from when they were an elected official. So everyone needs to just try and reach out and see what you get back. Mm -hmm. Um, And even if they aren't responsive, fill up their emails. Let them look at it. They're going to see, even if they don't respond, they're seeing a hundred emails every day on this. They're going to, it's going to affect them. So that's number one. Uh, The other things I think you can do is like, like I said, contact your state rep state senator, your governor, your attorney general, your district attorney, contact all those people. Let them know that this is going on. Ask them to make a big deal about it. They can do a lot. Um, you can also support us, the Young, young Jerks. We uh, have an anchor.fm. You can uh, contribute money there. We also have a substack, Substack.com. We also have a Patreon, uh, the Young Jerks. You can search for us. But you know, again, if you can contribute, if you can afford that, that goes a long way, helps us get our message out. We're Dude, starting we to some run it. money.
1: He's yeah. working us off.
0: Yeah, we're working and we're we're starting to actually uh like we invest in this. Like this isn't a big money maker for us at all. Uh it's more of a money loser, but we love it. So we're investing in the in the uh equipment, but even beyond that, we're starting to advertise on the on the podcast apps. Like right now, we're advertising uh starting November 1st on Castro, the podcast app. Like it helps us get it out to more people. That's really what we're looking to do with the money. It just helps us market and and get more listeners. So if you want to help us that way, but another way to help us get more listeners is to share it with the world uh, Mm -hmm. and subscribe. Make sure you're subscribing to us on iTunes, on all those podcast apps. You listen to it on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, follow us, spread it around, share it. That would help a lot too.
1: Now, Mike, do you have any other stories going on, or are you are you just grinding on this?
0: I'm uh, really kind of just working on this right now. I mean, there's a little offshoots here and there off of it. Um, I mean, we're working on some. It's funny because this is our show for a long time has kind of had two fronts: cannabis and politics. Uh, usually during election season, we become more politics than cannabis. But this year, it's kind of just been all this subject. We did a uh, a few interviews right, right before this story kind of broke with some politicians. We had a great election primary show. We're probably, I know that we're definitely doing a uh, general election, you know, midterm, uh, not a prim- uh, midterm show. So we're going to do an election preview show on the Sunday before the election. Uh, so that will be fun. We're also looking for some sponsors for that because we get a lot of viewers on those election shows. So we do have some other things planned, we'll, but yeah, we're, we're we're doing stuff all the time. We just uh, have been really focusing on this, uh, and and beyond even Lorna and McMurray. I mean, we've obviously focused probably eighty percent of our shows on Lorna herself and her her you know specific situation with True Leaf, but we're starting to even you know branch out like we always do uh, back into just cannabis workers. How do we help these workers get safe work conditions? That's like become. A big mission for us so i think we're you know it's hard to give it up if if you haven't seen much progress beyond the headlines i mean we love all the headlines we love seeing the story get more coverage we love that more people are following us for this story it keeps us going but we want to see real progress right sometimes the
1: headline is just a quick is just a quick boner and then it goes away it's like if you don't you got to stay after you know like it's nice to get those little hits because, you know, a lot of times, I mean, at least from what I change a lot, of, a that's lot of work and there's yeah. nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing. Right. And then you get something and it just starts clicking and it's like, wow. Okay. Bang. Like three or four or five months of work. And we finally got one thing to click there. Okay. Yeah. You know. mm.
0: So we'll see. Oof. I mean, it's, uh, we're just going to stay on it. We want, we want to see progress. We know that the power players are paying attention. They're watching us, good listening. So it just, you know, I want them to know that we're not going away. We're not giving up. Like we're we're gonna stay on this. We're gonna make your life uncomfortable until you actually do something. That's just oh.
1: Here's another thing I think everyone could do to help like don't buy their weed.
0: Oh, thank you. That's the number one thing. I think that just does it. you know. I don't wanna have to come out and say that because I'll say you it. Know, I always get I worried gotcha. about getting sued, but you could say it, and we'll buy it. Fuck uh, I, I agree with it. Like I'm not buying
1: it. I'm not buying
0: it. You know, I, I don't see how anyone could go into a cure leaf or a true leaf at this point. Hmm. And tell your friends not to buy it. I've told all, all of my it. friends. Believe me, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyone tell that your friends. Listen. That's the other thing. Tell everyone you know. You know, everyone you everyone knows who their friends are that like to consume cannabis. You have this, if you have friends like that in Massachusetts or anywhere, have that conversation on why they should not be purchasing a true leaf. Mm. Let them know.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you, you need know, to know a good weed,
0: yep. And I, I would even be sure. like, uh, you know, it's up to you. Like, you know, I wouldn't push anyone and say you have to boycott. But oh, I'd no, just be no like, you know, I just want to make you aware why sure. I'm not. Maybe you should consider it too. Why I'm not consuming a true leaf. You know, there's mm. a lot of other places we can, you, you know, go to. And I'll feel, you You know, you'll feel a lot better that you're not supporting a company that badmouths their dead worker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And honestly,
1: I thought their prices should be cheaper. Like, their prices around here seem comparable to the adult use, even though mm-hmm. they've had every advantage in the world, and, and they're vertically integrated, and I thought the whole point behind that was to get you, like, a cheaper product. Right. It's not even really cheaper, man.
0: No, it's a ship product. Uh, an inflated price. Um, yeah, there's no reason to want to buy that crap, and you know, it's it, really not. And when you're talking to your friends and family that are cannabis users on why not to go to True Leaf, if you have having any issue, or you just even start from here, just say, Hey, check out the Young Jerks podcast, yeah. iTunes, bring it up on the, the phone, grab their phone, bring up the iTunes, Young Jerks, and say, sub- Hit the subscribe button and say, Listen to this for a half hour,
1: you know, Call just play up. the episode
0: with yeah, I'll Carson. Send you. Or the mom, or the stepdad. Any, I think okay. any of those conversations. Anybody listens to those for more than ten minutes, I think their mind's going to be made up. So okay. I think uh, if you have anyone that's on the fence, or someone that you don't want to get it get into it with, just send them the link. Say, young jerks, go listen to these guys. Even if, you know, you'll learn a lot. You'll be shocked. This is entertainment. Sell it to them as entertainment if you have to, because some people want to be entertained. I don't find it entertaining but sell it no matter how how you have to sell it get them to listen to just a few minutes of our show and I think mm-hmm. they'll get the point.
1: You have you have your moments Mike.
0: It's it's uh-huh. hard to
1: be it's hard to be entertaining and still this
0: get oh, serious. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, to know, it, yeah. Yeah. I I like I, mean, the, I, like I, I go with what my grandfather my grandfather was always the funniest guy but it wasn't uh planned it wasn't like um what do we say it was the unintentional funniness that runs a lot in our family. So I just go with that. Like, I just, I mean, you gotta have a laugh, right? He bumped his head. On, like, I remember he, he had the video camera before anyone else and he's a tall guy and he would constantly bump his head. He'd say inappropriate things. He'd say, Darty, I bumped my head on the ceiling. It's for midgets. It's like, Oh my God, Jim. Like we just laugh. It's just like, what's this guy doing? You know, like maybe I'm gonna get in trouble now. Cause I said the word midget. I don't know. Is that a bad word now?
1: Not on my show. I don't care. <laughs> that Maybe. was my
0: grandfather. I'm quoting him. It was a different era.
1: If the well, midgets you know, right in, I'll, I'll i have like intentional
0: funniness. I'm i not a comedian. You know what I mean? But I could be funny not on purpose, so I laugh at myself.
1: I did stand-up for five years, Mike. You did? I did.
0: I bet you were good.
1: I'll send you some jokes sometimes. I was. Um, <laughs> let's let's wrap you, this up, Mike. Uh, do you um, make
0: fun of yourself or other people?
1: Oh, I'm, I'm most, you know I'm not too self-deprecating. That shit gets old. People get sick of it. You throw you throw one little jabbing at yourself, and then it's all going at the audience. Uh, yeah, go at the I'm, audience. I'll send you a video sometime. Um, <laughs> I want to leave you the last word though. If you got anything else, I feel like we did a good job there. But um, Mike Crocker. Yeah, I'm source. probably
0: gonna get canceled now because I said a couple things on this show to, either by the uh Secret Service or the or the leftist groups that should love me. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, <laughs> um I, you know my last word i guess was be don't cancel me and support the young jerks like seriously we we could use all the support we get subscribe to us follow us on itunes especially uh twitter we're all over facebook Yeah, you we're are on linkedin now you know and i would say uh whatever you're doing do it well and keep doing it like enjoy it you find something you like, whether an artist or a journalist, like we do, just just do it. Like and don't. I, my advice to everyone on this kind of stuff: people hit me up all the time. Hi, how are you doing? How are you finding su- success? I just say, don't worry about the success or long term. Just enjoy the moment. Like enjoy the work of it. Like for me, like everyone, I I'm always caught up in how many followers, how many listens, how many this, how many that. We all are, right? But in the end. It's not, like, that's not what it's about. It's, mm-hmm. You know, it's nice when it happens. It's starting to happen to us at times. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it does mm. Who can figure it out? You know what I mean? Like the Twitter machine. Yeah. Sometimes something's huge. You don't know why. It's just weird. But enjoy it. Just do it. And 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 then when, I, when you enjoy something, there's usually a reason why you're enjoying it. Like, for this, this is our mission. You know, it makes me feel good that I'm helping to speak up for employees. So that's my mission. That's all I care about now. And if it gets the views, you know, of course I want more views for it because it helps the mission. It helps the employees, but I just enjoy doing it. You know, knowing that these employees have someone to call to talk to, and that I'm that guy that gives me like purpose in life. And I think that's what everyone needs is to find more purpose. I think a lot of the alienation, a lot of the problems in the world is that people don't have any purpose. They're working these crappy jobs. They're so tired. They have no time for anything else. Family, friends, you got to find purpose in your free time. You know, if you have a couple hours a week, buy something, whether it's a hobby, whatever it is, find purpose and, and do it and enjoy it. And don't worry about where it will go because you don't know. I, 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 When I started this stuff, That's I had no idea. the fun of the game. Yeah, you never know. You know? <laughs> Just All enjoy right. it and do it. Especially That's my advice you're... for everyone.
1: <laughs> cool. All right. I'm, I'm not going to talk anymore. We'll leave it there. <laughs>
0: I could go on and on, right?
1: No. <laughs> Let me go on and
0: we're two tacos.
1: Mike Sorry. Crawford, the Young Jerks, Boston. Thanks so much, Mike.